John, good morning. Good morning. So let's talk about the Dolphins here. The Dolphins are off this weekend, but coming off of a couple of real good wins two weeks ago against a real good Pittsburgh Steeler team who obviously uh, is losing Ben Roethlisberger for a little while. And a few days ago, they wind up with a good win against uh, what was a surging Buffalo Bills club. Is it possible that this is the start of something for the Dolphins? It is. It is possible because the schedule breaks easy for them now. Uh, what, they don't have a game against the winning team until December. Uh, schedule a lot of times is everything. And if the team can play well and take advantage of the winnable games, and when you're taking on three and four teams and teams that don't have winning records, you do have a chance. And so this may be the uptick that could salvage the season. What did you? What have you made of what you've seen from Jay Ajayi? Obviously, 200 yards is not going to be sustainable. Okay, he's not O.J. Simpson. He's not Earl Campbell. But th- does he run in a fashion that that he can be a big time running back? He does, and it looks like the timing of his uh, running comes at the time that the offensive line was finally together. You know, Mike Pouncey being out there, Brandon Albert being out there, and so it looks like uh, after that really strange start, and he couldn't even get the the first trip because he didn't seem to be jiving with the head coach the head coach is getting the most out of him he's getting it he's working with the uh the offensive line I mean it seems to be coming together and that's a good start because I mean anytime you have a good running game it makes it easier for the quarterback the quarterback can gain confidence and now all of a sudden you can start getting some passes downfield and play action what do you make of the uh what do you make of the job so far that Adam Gase has done because obviously you get up to a, a brutal start but you know pretty pretty quick they they put together a couple real good performances yeah i mean what's in, what's interesting is that uh you know he's kind of called different people out not verbally but quietly by just you know either not playing him and all that stuff or just kind of shuffling around and now it seems that with the the last two games you know things are on the uptick I mean it's like I think with any new coach you have to go through your feeling system you have to kind of feel out who you like who you don't who's going to work and then they're the players are feeling him out too to seeing what they can do what what's going to be demanded and all that and it seems like now and again victories solve everything victories start to get everything on the right page and so at this stage you know, I think, you know, he's still trying to get a handle on the way to call the plays the right way for this team. And he's still not there yet. But I think it's you know, starting to become encouraging. You've seen a lot of coaches, Joe Gibbs and all that stuff that have you know got off to slow starts. But once they start figuring it out and once the team starts accepting it, then there's some good success. Now, tonight, week eight gets going with Jaguars and Titans on NFL Network. That's a horrendous game. Everyone knows it. Is there, and I think it's got to play a role in the NFL's declining ratings that a lot of these national games, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, have been terrible, terrible games. Is there anything the NFL can do moving forward in, in, in you know, years to come where they can have more of an opportunity to uh, reschedule these games that are national TV if they're going to be lousy? Because it's very difficult to tell, obviously, before the season starts if a team's going to be good or not. Yeah, that, that, that's the difficult part, and I think you see it in college because, I mean, I know uh, a lot of the fans of college football go crazy when all of a sudden a 1 o'clock starts, becomes 8.30, and it's done within two weeks. Right. Now, that's one of the problems that uh, faces college, and I think it's even more pronounced for the National Football League. So I think that there has to be some consideration to switch around some of the Monday games. Now, the Thursday games is such a you know problem trying to I don't know what you can do there because I think if you start shuffling those you know it's going to be very very difficult but I think they have to start looking at it because you know you look at it from the big picture. The schedules are pretty well set in April and you start to think okay who's good and who's not good. Well here we are 7 weeks eight, going into the 8th week of the season 
We still don't know who's good and who's not good. Who's going to be the matchups? And, you know, quarterbacks draw the big ratings, right? So when you have good quarterback matchups, but you just watched it last week. Ben Roethlisberger was facing Tom Brady, but there was no Ben Roethlisberger. Takes a big chunk out of the, uh, the, the draw for that game. You start the first month of the season, Peyton Manning's retired, Tom Brady's not there. And you start to look ahead, it's like, okay, where are the good matchups? And you struggle to find them. You know, like, for example, you think, you know, here's going to be Cam Newton going up against Russell Wilson sometime in November. Well, right now, Carolina has one win. It's almost out of it. So I think that there has to be a lot of thinking of juggling some ways to make these games look a little bit better and have better matchups. Because when you have a bad matchup, people don't watch. And that can't be easy to predict either when you're planning those schedules. Turning our attention to some of the other big stories from around the league. What's the point of starting Case Keenum at this point? I mean, the Rams have to start Jared Goff at some point, right? At some point, and I think you can see it starting to be in the cards. I mean, understanding, and I go back a couple weeks ago when I was actually with the Rams, and they, uh, you know, to a man told me that Jared Goff is ready to play. All right, so why aren't they playing him? They believed in Case Keenum. And I think, you know, with an offense right now, Case Keenum's only scoring 17 points a game. But, you know, they liked him because he wasn't screwing it up. He wasn't making turnovers. Well, last week he made four turnovers. Three weeks ago, he threw a pick six. And so now the quarterback who started out six and two and seemed to get guys in the right position – that's working, but now for the last three weeks, it isn't working. So you can see they'll take the bye week. You know, they'll let uh, Jarrett Goff get more snaps with the first team. And then if Case Keenum has another, like, a Ryan Fitzpatrick-type game, they'll go to him. But I, I think right now what you're looking at, probably two, three weeks away before you're going to see Jarrett Goff in there. Because, you know, they started 3-1. and one, Now they're 3-4. and four, Losing streaks and interceptions, bench quarterbacks. And that's when Jarrett Goff starts to come back in. John, either way, is Jeff Fisher fired at the end of the season? I don't think so. I think that they like to keep him, but I think from what we're hearing, I know Fred Rogan from NBC out there said that if they go two and two over the next four weeks or so, once they get back from the bye week, he could be in trouble. And, you know, everybody in the, in the league thinks he already has a three-year extension, but obviously that's at least not the case because it's never been confirmed. Uh, the longer it goes with more losses, yeah, he would be in trouble. There's another team with a quarterback issue in Houston. I feel bad for Brock Osweiler at this point. I mean, certainly not bad for his bank account, but I I, I found myself feeling bad for him. Yeah, are you going to dress up as uh, Osweiler for Halloween? Apparently, it's uh, they're selling trash cans with the number 17 on it. Ooh, that's pretty bad. At least they're not wearing bags on their head. I guess that's not bad, uh, like they do with the old New Orleans Saints. No, but the... Uh, it, it is bad, and you do feel sorry for him because he's really a good guy. I mean, I spent a bunch of time covering about three or four Bronco games down the stretch, and you can see that uh, he's a good leader. He's a guy that uh, the players believe in. I don't know if they still do, but uh, at this stage, he's playing horrible. I mean, he took the gamble that uh, you know he wanted to be the $18 million quarterback. When John Elway offered him 16, he just didn't even listen to that. He gets the $18 million a year, and he's playing like a backup quarterback. You know, the uh, the angles of his throws because he's so tall, not looking good. He doesn't seem to show that he's progressing week to week. And right now, that was the ultimate embarrassment to go back to Denver, play as poorly as he did, have Aqib Tlaib come out and say, hey, guess what? Uh, Trevor Simeon's better than Brock Osweiler, and John Elway saved us a bunch of money. It looks bad. Yeah, I saw the same thing as you did, and I couldn't get over how inaccurate or inaccurate his passes were. Um, the money, the $260,000 that Simeon is making so far this season, as opposed to the 
what was it, uh, 30-something million? $37 million guaranteed over two years. Oh, absolutely disgusting. But have you seen a quarterback that has been built up so much and has been paid so much in the offseason come in and just poop the bed the way that he's oh, has? Yeah. You know, Scott Mitchell. I mean, you know, sometimes you get that with tall quarterbacks. You know, tall quarterbacks have a different, slower type of release, and if it's not accurate, then it's not going to be good, and right now it's not accurate. And so, uh, you know, the one thing that's at least in his favor is that he has time. He's in the worst division in football, a uh, division right now where he can play as poorly as he has, and they have a one-game lead. So at least you can survive the season and get 16 games but I mean you know and any quarterback gets two years and that's about it I mean because of his contract he'll get two years but right now it's not looking good John the uh the Oakland Raiders does the NFL hate the Raiders because the Raiders have to have the worst travel schedule in the league this season right well, I mean, that's uh, you mean the way the games are kind of clumped together, maybe. But the fact that they're winning on the road is great because uh, I was at their last home game and they played horrible and they seem to be thriving on the road, which is very strange. I mean, this is the first team that's got off to this great of a start on road wins since 2002. But uh, yeah, but I mean, that's one of the things when you have those east to west type of uh, venue changes and schedules and all that. But, uh, you know, they're playing what the AFC East and or AFC South and the NFC south and so you know yeah if you're going to have four games they're going to be in place it's going to be a long way to go all right john we're going to place you on hold here and we'll get some questions from listeners for you all right okay all right this is the only place where you can talk to john clayton from espn the professor he answers your calls 786-360-079 you can send in your text questions John Clayton's ready to take your questions, your calls, 786-360-0790. You could text in on the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line at 67974. And right now, it is your chance to win those heat tickets for tomorrow night's home opener against the Charlotte Hornets. We already had Mike win a pair. Mike guessed the Tyler Johnson highlight, which we played last hour. So the Tyler Johnson highlight is off the board. If you heard the other highlight that we played last hour, First person to call in right now and give it to us on the contest line at 786-534-0790. We are going to send you to see the Heat take on the Hornets tomorrow night, opening night at American Airlines Arena. Uh, John, did you see, we know you're a big music aficionado. Did you see last night in the NBA, uh, the rapper Designer, he got booed off the floor in Philadelphia. What do you make of that? Are well, you a fan? What did he do? Uh, they, they, just, they just didn't approve, John. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Philly, they let you know how they feel in Philadelphia. That's true. At least they didn't throw batteries. I guess that's encouraging. Yeah, that is good. That is the move this there. This ain't West Virginia, John. They do that at West Virginia. They like to throw batteries at the fans out there. Well, they they used to do that in uh, Philly. I mean, I, I remember I think even Ron Jaworski had to even dodge some bullets occasionally. Is that is so, that the so. worst incident? Because, I mean, the, wor- the worst that I remember in Philadelphia was – uh, Michael Irvin, who you know, essentially ended his career where he falls on his head, and uh, and they and they were cheering. Well, I still remember Terry Bradshaw back in the 70s. I mean, he suffered a, I thought it was a collarbone, and he's coming off the field, and the fans were booing him because he had gotten off to such a poor start. So you you see, oh, that they wanted him to stay in the game. Was that because they wanted him to stay in the game? Because no, was they were booing. They were just booing him because uh, he was playing so poorly, and then he gets an injury. So they weren't like, I mean, it was bad. That's a rough city. That's a rough city right there. 
Question wants, uh, texter wants to know, John, in terms of Dak Prescott, how many more wins does Dak Prescott have to do in order to be the guy in Dallas? I think it's just indefinite because, I mean, it's kind of a tricky situation because, you know, first, I mean, you know, Romo still isn't practicing, but I think maybe that's more by intent because I think that's just buying time for Dak to continue because he's doing so well with the team because, you know, what he does with the offense is what they really do need. Now, again, Tony Romo is one of the eight best quarterbacks in the league, but what Dak Prescott does because their defense isn't that good is that he gets good long possessions he works well with Ezekiel Elliott in the running game and so they have more 9-10 play drives than any team in football and they lead the league as far as possession that gives the defense a chance to be fresh and Rod Marinelli does a good job of taking advantage and getting the fresh guys to you know use their speed and that to make some plays so they can now hold teams under 20 points a game so I think it's kind of an indefinite thing but at some point they'll have to try to think about going back to Romo but it's not broke right now, so they're not going to try to fix it. Another text in on the text line. John, why is Blake Bortles hot garbage? Uh, baffling because, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. You look at him last year and you see a 35 touchdown pass and you think, OK, he's now a star. But if you look at the numbers, so much of his completions, his high numbers came when they were trailing so much. And so when you know if they were facing either a good team or they were, had the lead, uh, which was rare, you know, he, the numbers weren't as good. And so now you're seeing the defense is getting better. And so now things are leveling off. And so he's not getting the numbers and kind of trash time that he was getting last year. And he's making bad decisions. He's get throwing too many interceptions and he's got to start to fix that another question that we have in we talked earlier about the Raiders schedule the West East schedule and how they've been winning on the road in spite of it so who do you have this weekend for Raiders Bucks and then also Chargers Broncos you know it's it's interesting because you know when you have the uh, the Raiders and the Bucks and even Jacksonville and Tennessee I mean those are teams that have been trying to build up and first they built their offense and then they're trying to build their defense but I think right now Tampa Bay's defense is vulnerable enough that uh, Derek Carr should be able to take advantage of it you know and get some win although you know uh, Jameis Winston was fantastic last week. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. And what was the other game? It was Chargers-Broncos. Chargers-Broncos. I mean, I think right now Broncos still have the great defense. They're at home. You know, they're going to have that little vendetta trying to get back from that loss. It's just one where, you know, I think that Denver's going to try to be able to win this one because, again, they, you know, Phillip Rivers is turning that team back around, but Denver's really, really good on defense. All right, let's take a couple calls here. Let's talk to Matt. Matt, go ahead with your question for John. Uh, I want to know if Green Bay is going to get in the playoffs and is Aaron Rodgers still the top quarterback in the league? Yeah, Green Bay will make the playoffs. I mean, the debate right now is can they catch up and get ahead of Minnesota, which I still think they can. You know, it's different right now for Aaron because after a 15-game slump, he lost all his running backs. And so now what he's doing is he's taking wide receivers and guys and trying to use uh, a passing type of offense, and it kind of worked. It was almost like watching Tom Brady last year, although, you know, Aaron's a little bit more mobile. So I think, you know, he's fine, but, you know, you have to put Tom Brady atop right now because he's on fire and Aaron's been in a slump. Here is Jay. Jay, go ahead with your question for John Clayton. Hey, John. Uh, I have Robert Berger without, and I got to pick between Alex Smith or Dak Prescott. Ah, all right. Oh. I, I don't want to do with the fantasy questions. I don't care about the fantasy questions. I will ask you, though, John, about Dak Prescott and yeah. Carson Wentz, okay? Philadelphia and Dallas is probably the best game this weekend. 
Which quarterback do you have more faith in for long-term success, Wentz or Prescott? I mean, I still think Wentz long-term, but I think short-term right now it's Prescott, and I have confidence in both. I mean, right now you look at Prescott, you see so many dissimilar things you saw from Russell Wilson. You know, he's smart, he works hard, he studies hard, he's got the team believing in him. You know, when he runs out to the right or the left, I mean, he's always looking downfield to throw, and he's very good at executing the read option. You know, Wentz right now is playing behind a shaky offensive line, and he's starting to get pummeled. But what I like about Wentz, he's big, he's smart, he's strong, and he kind of is somewhere in between Joe Flacco and Ben Roethlisberger from the look of him. Another text in on our text line at 67974. John, what's your favorite type of dessert? Good question. Uh, You know, it's funny because I'm not a dessert person. I really don't. In fact, I go out to dinner with my wife. I always give her my dessert or we have her take it home. And so she can have it. I guess if there's one favorite, probably a gavel pie or something like that. But okay. normally I'm not going to be ordering dessert. Are you like a biscotti dipping kind of fella in your cappuccino or what? No, 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 no. None of that either. No, 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 no. Latte. I mean, I like the latte. Oh, 20 right. ounce latte. Remember, I'm in Seattle here. We oh, have high true. standards on lattes and coffees. That's true. And what's the drink of choice for John Clayton when he goes out? If you're trying to get a little bit loose. Well, I mean, it's probably a Cabernet. Good Cabernet. Ooh. No no, no Merlot in it. Don't like Merlot. Good for you. Good for you. All right, John, where are you this weekend? I'm uh, going to go to Atlanta, see the Green Bay Packers. That's a good game. Uh, excellent job, John. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks.